You're listening to episode number 39 of the Self-Care Sunday podcast, a minimalist media project by me, Kaylee Reed. Every Sunday, only on Sundays, I'll release a new podcast episode exploring topics like mental health, entrepreneurship, creativity, and of course, self-care. Some weeks, I interview women that inspire me, friends, mentors. Other weeks, I just share my own thoughts, opinions, rants, and ramblings on all of these topics. This week, I'm sharing some thoughts as we wrap up 2018 and go into the new year, and I'm sharing 10 self-care recommendations that I've never shared before. Some of them are even recommendations that you guys submitted, so these are all things I personally love. It's not sponsored and hopefully these can help you get through the holidays or you can use them in a new routine starting 2019. So let's get into the episode. So before we dive into these self-care recommendations that I have for you guys, I want to just leave a note about 2018 closing a chapter and manifesting a new normal for the new year. So as we prepare for 2019, think of these last few days of December as a mental preparation phase. The end of December is when your new normal for 2019 begins to manifest and it starts with how you treat the end of the year. So I know we culturally view January 1st as a new chapter and a new beginning, but we can only turn that page if we're done with the chapter that we're currently on. So to continue with the book analogy, I'm someone who takes a long time to read a book because I'm constantly rereading pages and passages to make sure that I've fully understood what's written before moving on to the next section. I want to make sure that I didn't miss any details, any references, or hidden meaning in the words that I just read because more often than not, the same themes reoccur throughout the book, and if you miss it the first time, you might not make sense of the whole thing by the end. Life is very similar. Every year, we're handed new challenges, obstacles, opportunities, and relationships, And each of these things has lessons embedded in them. When we're faced with something difficult, it's the universe testing us and teaching us for what's up ahead. If we don't treat these experiences as lessons, if we don't fully read into them and reflect and move forward, we'll keep experiencing the same trials year after year until we do. So take the time to really reflect on your year, on 2018. What good things happened? Which people helped or hurt you? Which barriers caused you stress or anxiety? Reread those scenarios, the good and the bad, before entering this new chapter in January. Take the time now to understand what you've learned and carry it with you into 2019 so that you can manifest your best year yet. And if you need a little extra help or extra encouragement to get out of a rut, go back and listen to episode number five, which I recorded like nine or 10 months ago, I think, when I was still living at my parents' house, recovering from startup burnout, a depressive episode, and honestly completely unsure of how I was going to move forward. That episode is some of the steps that I took and some of the things that were helpful for me. 
Also, if you're feeling stuck in a toxic relationship this year or are feeling lost or lonely or insecure or doubtful because of relationships in your life, go back and listen to episode 37 again, which is an episode all about my thoughts on the state of dating and why self-love is so important in finding the right person, but also to carry with you into 2019. Alright, time for our 10 self-care recommendations of this episode. So I got a DM from a listener and follower last week asking for self-care apps and website recommendations and so I put it out on my story and I got some pretty interesting answers and I obviously have some tools and uh, pieces of content that I've been listening to and consuming uh, and using that I find really helpful. So I thought that this would be a good episode to share some of those self-care recommendations that I haven't shared with you before. A lot of people find comfort and relaxation this time of year. I personally am one of those people that loves the holidays, I love seeing my family, I have a good relationship with them, although I understand that the holidays aren't always a happy time for people and that it can bring up a lot of anxiety and stress, particularly if you maybe don't have a supportive family, if you're struggling with mental illness and eating disorder, the holidays just bring up a lot of stressful situations for people. I think mentioning financials is also really important in the context of the holidays because as we all know, there's so much pressure to be a good consumer, to support businesses, to buy gifts for all of the people in our lives at this time of year. And if you're someone who's struggling financially, that just makes the holidays so much more stressful because you maybe feel like you can't show somebody how much you care about them because you can't afford to gift them what you really want to gift them. And that's a whole other conversation on how capitalism and consumerism play a role in our mental health. So I definitely empathize with anybody who is struggling this holiday season. Know that you're definitely not alone. Um, I'm in a particularly good mental state this year, but even this time last year, if you go back to my very first episode, uh, I talked a bit about why I left my startup, why I started Self Care Sunday, and The truth behind that story is that I was struggling a lot. I had gone through burnout and a major depressive episode and I had to move back home in with my parents where I was living with them for three months over the holidays and into the new year and I didn't really talk too much about it with uh, people in my professional life. I obviously shared a little bit on the podcast but the reality is that so much can change in a year and I'm so grateful for everything that's happened this year and the way that I've created and crafted a year to really pursue my passions and start endeavors like self-care Sunday. But all of that to say that I completely understand if you are still in that rut because I was there this time last year. That's also to show you that there's total hope. You can go from being the lowest of low living at home with your parents, not having a job, not making any money, to freelancing in a career that you love, working with clients that you love, brands that you love, um, and making more money than you ever had within a 12-month span. And, you know, it sounds 
crazy sometimes for me to think of how much I've achieved in the past 12 months, but I only want to reiterate that to show you that there is hope. And if you're struggling, you know, this is the time of year to really manifest your goals for next year and get into a better routine to get yourself on track because there's so much potential that you have and so much that you can do. So let's dive into these uh, self-care recommendations. If you're struggling and you need something to kind of get you through the holidays, I have a couple books, apps, websites, and podcasts that I'm loving right now that I'm going to share with you. Also, even if you're not struggling, you know, self-care is about self-preservation and kind of being proactive as well. So you don't necessarily need to be in a rut to take something out of this episode. I want to note that none of this is sponsored. I stopped taking sponsors for the podcast a while ago just because I thought that it would make this a little bit more personal for my listeners. But I do want to note that just because I am listing a lot of companies and um, different brands here. And so these are all personal favorites or recommendations from you guys. And hopefully you find it helpful. So let's get into the list. All right, so my first recommendation for you guys is a podcast that I've been loving and I just discovered a couple weeks ago. It's called Schnitt Talk. So I came across this podcast because I recorded a dating episode a couple weeks ago, episode number 37. Uh, The title is Thank You Next. And that was a lot of fun for me because it's so relevant to me and my friends right now. This is just all that we talk about whenever we're together. And so afterwards, I started listening to a couple really funny podcasts hosted by women, which is important to me, as you guys know. And they have honestly gotten me through the past couple weeks. Um, I usually don't listen to funny podcasts or podcasts about dating in general because I've just always found more pleasure in learning through audio versus using podcasts as entertainment. So I tend to listen to a lot of political podcasts, which I've recommended to you guys before. I've talked a little bit about before, but let me tell you, this is my new self-care. So if you haven't heard of Schnitt Talk, it's hosted by Ellie Schnitt. You might recognize her from Twitter. She is like a 20-something she's so funny. She tweets the most relatable things for any girl in her 20s that's going through dating right now. And the episode that really intrigued me and got me listening to the podcast was an interview that they did with Neve, who's the guy that started Catfish, like the the documentary and the MTV show. And I've been a big fan of Catfish for a long time. I have had a crush on Neve for so long. He's like married now. I think he might even have a kid, but that was the podcast episode that got me hooked into Schnitt Talk. And then I just started listening to all the rest. She interviews guys. They talk about like being ghosted and what goes on in the DMs. And it's just like super relatable and funny. So if you need a laugh and you are wanting to listen to something super relatable, go listen to Schnitt Talk. My second recommendation is another podcast that basically falls in line with Schnitt Talk. So I started listening to Girls Gotta Eat, which is a podcast that I found. It was like recommended to me on iTunes 
through listening to Schnitt Talk, and it's two 30-something women that talk about everything from sex to dating, what it's like to date a younger guy, dating apps, everything kind of similar to the Schnitt Talk podcast, but with hosts that are just slightly older and have been through a lot more relationships and a lot more like experienced a lot more things so I find their podcast even funnier and better than Schnitt Talk although I really enjoy both of them so girls gotta eat number three my third recommendation is a book and the book is called The Ghost Photographer by Julie Rieger and I just started reading this book on my flight back from LA two weeks ago and I actually received this book from the author herself. I didn't really know who she was when I met her. I didn't even know that she had written a book. I was at the Fox Studios uh, with my friend just before my flight because she had a meeting there and so we were just walking around the studio. She was giving me a tour and I met Julie. And when I met Julie, didn't even know what her position at Fox was, to be honest. <laughs> um, found out afterwards she's kind of a really big deal. So she is the chief data strategist and head of marketing at 20th Century Fox. And in this book, which is a true story, she talks about the experiences that led her to kind of go down the rabbit hole of the spiritual world. And so when I met her, she was like, oh, do you want a copy of my book? I'll sign it for you. And I was like, sure, having no idea what her book was about. And so I started reading it on the flight back from LA and it's actually so well written. Like I'm not huge into ghost stories. I find like the spiritual world and mediums all really interesting. I don't know if I fully believe in any of that stuff, but I thought I'd give the book a shot because, you know, I got to meet her and I got it directly from her and she's just such a good writer that it makes the book super enjoyable. It's like funny, it's interesting, I can hear her telling the story and so, yeah, she, she goes through, I mean, I won't give away what the book is fully about, but I'm only about halfway through right now. So I definitely recommend if you're looking for like a bit of a lighter, not even light, it's just like a lighthearted read about somebody's really personal experiences. Um, she had a death in her family and experiences after that that led her more into the spiritual world. So if that's something that you're into, I highly recommend The Ghost Photographer. Number four is an app that I might have actually talked about before. Um, it's an app that I used to use a lot and it's called Headspace. So Headspace is kind of the basic foundational meditation app for beginners. If you've never meditated before or if you have meditated but you find it difficult to kind of keep up with a meditation routine or maybe you only have literally five minutes every day that you feel like you can dedicate to meditation, Headspace is a really great app for keeping you on track. Um, it has guided meditations with a super soothing like British voice <laughs> and it also helps keep track of the days that you have meditated, how long you've meditated for. You get little like awards and badges um, when you meditate for a long time or if you have a long streak going. So Headspace is a really great app if you're just getting into meditation. Number five is Yoga Wake Up 
Yoga Wake Up is an app that I discovered last year. It's also a meditation app, but doubles as a yoga app. So Yoga Wake Up is really great for anybody who doesn't like traditional meditation and likes actually moving their body as well. And it's an alarm clock. So instead of waking up to that super annoying iPhone alarm noise, uh, you can set Yoga Wake Up as your alarm clock and it will ease in with really soothing music. And then it takes you into a guided meditation and basically helps you physically get out of bed. I used to use it a lot to help myself fall asleep. So they have a few nighttime meditations. Uh, that are really relaxing and when I had trouble falling asleep or had a lot of things on my mind I would just listen to the nighttime routines and it would help me go to sleep much faster so if you have anxiety before bed or you have a really hard time waking up in the morning I definitely recommend yoga wake up I actually did a podcast interview with the founder Lizzie Brown Uh, One of my first episodes eight months ago, it's episode number eight, Lizzie Brown Yoga Wake Up. So if you want to hear more about the story behind the Yoga Wake Up app and different thoughts around making meditation and yoga more accessible, definitely go listen to that episode. And when I did the interview with Lizzie, they did give us a discount code for listeners, which was Self Care Sunday for up to 20% off your subscription. I honestly don't know if this code still works. Maybe somebody can let me know, Um, but thought I'd plug that in there just in case you do want to sign up. That might help you save some money. Number six is another meditation app, I guess you could call it. It's not really an app. Um, It's based off of Instagram and Instagram Live, and it's called In Bed with Betty. And another guest actually from the podcast, Anita, who I interviewed on episode number, going back in time here, episode number nine. Oh, it was right after my Lizzie Brown episode. So I interviewed Anita about meditation and being a woman of color and what that means in terms of experiencing self-care and, and how you practice self-care. And this year she actually started something called In Bed with Betty, which is a daily meditation. So you can basically stay in bed, tune into the Instagram live and follow along with the meditation that Anita does every single morning. It's a really cool way to kind of feel like you're a part of a community and feel like you are closer with, you know, a meditation guide or instructor if that's something that you prefer is like having that kind of relationship versus just listening to a voice on an app that you might not know. So definitely check out in bed with Betty. Their public Instagram handle is meet.betty, B-E-T-T-Y. And that's going to give you all of the information for what Betty is. And then if you actually want to sign up, you basically get access to the private Instagram account in which Anita does her daily meditations every single morning. It's live, but you can also tune in afterwards. And she has a really awesome newsletter, which is maybe the only newsletter that I actually look forward to receiving every week because it's not just full of fluff. She sends cool self-care recommendations. She sends playlists. She sends things that are happening in the news great newsletter Anita. So shout out to Anita. Again, if you want to go back and listen to our podcast episode, I think this is even before 
in bed with Betty was a thing. Um, I'm not sure if Betty was an idea yet. I don't even fully remember what that episode was like, but we do talk a lot about meditation, self-care, and being a woman of color on episode number nine. All right, number seven is an astrology Instagram account. So this is not really an app or tool. This is just a content creator that I really, really love. Her name is Nadine Jane Astrology, and she actually has a YouTube channel as well. Um, her Instagram, I believe, is just at Nadine Jane Astrology, N-A-D-I-N-E, and she posts the most visually beautiful and simplistic um, astrology charts, readings, if there's a new moon or a retrograde or anything like that, she breaks it down really simplistically. Every month she creates a new mantra for each zodiac sign and on her YouTube channel she goes more in depth on basics of astrology which I find really interesting. If astrology is something that you're into, I definitely recommend her account. There's also a ton of astrology meme accounts that I love but hers is not really a meme account, it's like just this beautiful informative and educational account and her website is also really beautiful and if you're trying to learn more about your own sign or you know what is a natal chart what is your rising sign versus your sun sign definitely check her out for more sources on that number eight is an app called dive through which we talked about in a recent self-care sunday episode uh, so my friend Sophie Gray founded this app and on episode number 35, I interviewed Sophie on her personal rebranding from, you know, an influencer to becoming an entrepreneur. She also started a podcast this year called Sophie Thinks Thoughts, which is another really great self-care resource if you're looking for some more mindful content to consume. And she launched this startup, an app called Dive Through. So Dive Through was designed by Sophie to help you answer your own life's questions and become more connected to yourself. Sophie is a big journaling advocate. I know that journaling has helped so much in her own journey of self-awareness and in her own mental health journey. And so I think she took those tools and everything that she learned from going through her own experiences and put it into this app called Dive Through. So there is a journaling component to it. In my interview with Sophie on episode number 35, we do talk more about her inspiration behind the app and she goes more in depth as to what exactly the app does and how it can help you. So if you're interested in trying Dive Through, she very graciously gave us a 30 days full access code, uh, Self Care Sunday, and you can also email access at divethrough.com. It's dive, T-H-R-U.com for directions on using the code and how to get set up. I think they're also looking for ambassadors. So if you try the app and you find it super helpful, there is a section on the divethrough.com website that says become a dive through ambassador. And this is open particularly for therapists who love the app and see the value in it and want to promote it to the patients that they're working with or campus ambassadors. So if you're a university student, you use the app and you find it really helpful, you can apply to be a campus ambassador and share the app with more people at your school. 
Number nine, my ninth recommendation is an app that came from you guys. One of you recommended this when I put it out on my Instagram story, and it's an app called Allobud, A-L-O-E, bud, like B-U-D. Their Instagram handle is at Allobud, and they have super cute branding. I've actually never tried this app before, but they describe themselves as your gentle self-care companion. It's a free download and you can kind of customize it however you want. And what it looks like to me is an app that lets you set reminders to practice self-care. You can track and record the self-care activities that you've done that day. So for example, if you rested, if you took a nap, if you ate really great food, if you kept yourself hydrated, if you spent time with friends, those are all little things that you can track on the app. And it acts as both a motivation tool, but also kind of a journaling tool. And like I said, the branding is so cute. So definitely let me know if you have tried this app or if you do try it, if you love it. Um, It's something that I don't know if I need to use in my daily life right now, but I could definitely see it being useful for anybody who is struggling to practice self-care and needs those little reminders, especially in a really gentle and pretty way. Like the interface is really cute. And the final recommendation for this list today is another recommendation that came from one of my followers and listeners. Uh, It's a website that I had never heard before and I thought it was a joke when they sent it to me. The website is called youfeellikeshit.com <laughs> and I verified that is a real website. It exists and it is not a joke. It is actually an awesome self-care tool. So you go to youfeellikeshit.com and it brings you to this like flow chart interactive questionnaire and it will take you through different questions, basically asking you about things that you've done for yourself in that day to try and figure out why you might feel like shit and take some steps towards fixing that problem. So for example, when I went on it, basically it says, oh yeah, so you feel really bad today. We're going to try and figure out how to make you feel better and go through some things and activities to help you get on a better self-care path. So the first question was, have you eaten today? And as somebody who has experienced an eating disorder, that's something that is sometimes still really on my mind. And I always recognize that if I haven't eaten, my mood is so much lower than obviously when I do eat, um, particularly when I eat good nutritious food that fuels my body and doesn't leave me feeling crashed afterwards. So the first prompt was about food. And then it asked if I'd eaten a full meal, if I'd eaten a snack. It asked if I was still hungry, if I felt like I could eat another meal, if I felt like I could just have a quick bite. And then based on my answers, it said, okay, so you sound like you're still hungry right now. Maybe you should go grab a quick bite and then come back to finish this survey. And so I actually did that and submitted my response saying, yep, I've had a snack, let's move forward. So it's a really cool tool to just check in with really simple, basic necessities. And it's so easy. It's literally just yes or no questions that bring you to these solutions that you might have forgotten or might have overlooked or not thought of because you're not feeling well that day. 
So again, shout out to whoever recommended this website, but the last recommendation, youfeellikeshit.com. Let me know what your favorites from this list were, if you enjoy the podcast that I recommended, if you start the book, if you've tried any of these apps or websites. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And until next time, happy self-care Sunday, everyone. 